0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Today we're talking with Pastor Clyde. He's a good buddy of mine in New Mexico. I've been coaching him for quite some time. Today, we're talking about a subject that we all deal with, battling insecurity. Let's check out this week's episode. How can I serve you today, man? Yeah, what's you what's know, on your I've, mind? Been, I've really
1: been, been processing a few questions, uh, just thinking about... Um, you know, obviously with things that we've gone through in the past and, you know, and I know that we're not the only pastor to go through that, but you know, when, Mm -hmm. when we get, when we get hurt, like in the church or people leave, which is, you know, the, the number one thing that just seems to, to, to devastate pastors is, is how do, how do, how do you keep dreaming in the midst of, of being hurt? You know, um, mm. and and I, and I don't want to sound like I'm bleeding because that's not the case. But 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 you know, I mean, right. there's there's emotional hurt that we carry as pastors and leaders, and you know, and 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 sometimes it's hard to be like, man, well, people left, and so how do we dream for the future?
0: Hmm, that's. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, ministry, you know, hey, like I, like my buddy Sam Chan says, if you're not bleeding, you're not leading, yeah. uh, and uh, it's just part of it's part of the way it is. You know, uh, it is true. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I think uh, you know, you look throughout the Bible, you know, every every leader seemed to bleed a little bit. There was always seems to be some challenge that they were facing. So you're right. As pastors, we just face it. It just comes in in different times and in different ways, and and uh, but it's true. And and then the hard thing is is like, how do you keep dreaming uh, in the middle of all of that? You know, and one of the things I would I, I, I think is 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 Clyde is that I think there's a I think there's a challenge with us as pastors of what we allow to shape our lives. Uh, what we allow to become part of our lives, what we allow to stick to our lives. So that comment, that text, that hurtful word that someone says, it ends up, we allow it at many times to shape who we become. Uh, And we're all going to get the negative text or the negative emails or the little comments and the offering or whatever. We're all going to get that stuff. But What happens is we allow it to shape how we feel about ourselves. We allow it to affect our future. We allow it to affect our dreaming, like you're talking about. Um, One thing you and I have talked about before is just because someone has presence in your life doesn't mean they have passage to it. Right. And that's a, that's, a, that's a thought that I, I think that we all need to grab a hold of as leaders yes. is there's people that are going to have presence in your life, family members. You know, we all got family members. And they got presence in our life, but it's right. like, uh, you know, it's like they're always going to be your family member. Right. There's certain people that are going to be at your church. There's certain leaders that are going to, you know, be around town. You're going to see them in the grocery store. I mean, there's going to be a presence, but whether they have passage to our life, that's completely up to us. Yeah. um, and I th- I think it's it, it, it's it's not so much oh, just start dreaming and whatever, but it it's a matter of managing our insecurity, yeah. managing what people say to us and and how we take it and how we let it stick to us. Um, if we let them have passage to our life and every word shapes us either to insecure or secure or fearful or courage, if we just allow everything to shape us, um then man we're going to we're going to constantly be facing that. We're going to be dreaming and going good, but as soon as one little thread unravels in our life and we get all insecure and get all upset and then and feel like the world's coming to an end. Yeah. Um man, we are going to spend very little time dreaming if that's our it's our way, but or if it's our kind of uh way that we operate. So my thought to you is I agree with you. We're all bleeding. I agree with you that we face different issues. I agree with all the challenges. Um, I think, I think one, a leader has to have courage to keep dreaming. Got to realize that there's a lot on the line and there's a lot of people that need to follow us. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of kingdom uh, uh, issues on the line. And so we've got to keep moving forward. But I think the way that we can help do that is to begin to manage that insecurity and say, Hey, you got presence in my life. I mean, you know, you got presents. I'm going to see you around town. I'm going to see you at church, whatever. But you don't have passage to it. Right. You don't. You don't get the chance to shape it. Yeah. Uh, I, I select who shapes my life. I select yeah. who shapes my security or insecurity. Yeah. So, those are just yeah. some of the thoughts that I would, you know, off the top of my head. But yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think yeah. that's really good. And because, because I think that is. I mean, obviously, we're a smaller community. Uh, so you, you know you run into people all the time that that have left and and I you know one of the things that I mean I, I know I didn't even know pastors struggled with insecurities that's new to me but <laughs> 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 but, but it, that's like my number one weakness you know is is dealing mm. with those insecurities and um, and so like when people see you in the in the store and and they bolt the other way you know or yeah or act like you don't even exist you know i'm six to 360 pounds like you can't miss me you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so. Uh, so it's like but but you know those things you're right i think i think the presence versus passage thing i mean that that that's really good and i appreciate that
0: yeah absolutely absolutely what else is on your mind man well, you know, I think so within that,
1: obviously, you know, with people leaving and then new people coming in and, uh, you know, is, is rebuilding uh, a leadership team um, that would that would then turn into kind of my third question. But we'll answer the first one. Um, but, you know, so, yes, yeah, so like how do you rebuild a leadership team in the midst of, again, trying to dream through through yeah. hurt? You know, so how do you dream for a leadership team where? You know, it's it's something that is, you know, I think before we've created leadership teams that were very, I don't, I don't even know the way to the way to describe it, but obviously not not strong in the right areas. So when the first storm came, yep. it's like everybody jump off ship, the ship is sinking, you know, and that's not the yep. case, you know, and so, so, so I'm looking to try to rebuild our leadership team, um, to a healthy leadership team, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you know, uh, you and I have walked through, I and mean, I've been some coaching with you over the years, and, uh, and you've walked through some tough times. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, um, you know, and I, well, we all do, but even you've walked through some tough times. There's a couple things that, that I think are important for you, uh, and you and I have talked a little bit about this. One is backing up and realizing um, at times we confuse faithfulness with quality leadership. So, someone might be wonderfully faithful; they can't handle leadership or they're not really a leader. Maybe they're not really a leader they're just they're wonderful servants, but they're not a leader, but somehow, we slam them into leadership positions right. and then we wonder why they don't act like a leader. Hey, when tough times come they they skip out. well, they're not a leader you in, you invited a faithful person to the table. you invited a person with a servant's heart, but they're not they're not leaders right. uh, and so I think that's that's one thing I think that we. In the process, if you look at the whole thing and just like, okay, let's talk about first of all who we're inviting to the table. Okay, are they? Do they have a leadership, some sort of leadership level to them? Of course, faithfulness, no doubt. Do they exercise loyalty? Do they show, you know, a a capacity to grow and develop? Um, I I think those are important things uh, that you got to look at, rather than okay, we're just going to slam anybody on there, and if you're faithful and you know, be on the team. Well, um, I think that we need to be a little more careful. Now, I'm not talking about building volunteer teams. I'm not taking, right. talking about people that help. Uh, you know, I think that should be open to. But as you kind of go up the ladder of leadership, I think it needs to be a little bit more, a little bit more vetting and a little bit more careful on on who that is. Um, secondly, is realizing that you got to think of it like a boat. Yeah. The more they're in the middle of the boat if that boat takes a sharp turn, they'll be okay. It's the ones that sit on the edge of the boat when you take a sharp turn that fall off. Wow. So you got to think about, okay, how do I get my leaders into the middle of that boat? Okay, they're on board with me. They love me. They love God. They're, they're, they're in the vision. They're sold out. I, I, I'm pouring into them more and more and more. I'm getting them into the middle of the boat so when the boat does turn and it will turn, yeah. We change visions, ideas, concepts, whatever, whatever, or hurt comes along, pain comes along. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, what's going to happen is the people on the edge of the boats, they're going to fall off first. No question yeah. about it. And if we think of it that way, okay, I got 10 strong leaders, 15 strong leaders. Are they in the middle of the boat or are they on the edge of the boat? Yeah. And I think that's an important part. The other thing I would say is, is you got to be thinking about, talking about getting people to the middle of the boat, when you think about culture and you think about vision, there's four levels to it, uh, uh, Clyde. There There is those that embrace it. I'm sorry, there's those that know it. Let me say that again. There's those that know it. Like we know the culture, we know the vision, we know what being on this leadership. There's those that know it. There's those that embrace it. There's those that defend it. And then there's those that multiply it. So there's that know it, embrace it, defend it, multiply it. And what you want to do is you're saying, okay, they all know it, but that's only on, that. That means they're only on the edge of the boat. Yeah. As they embrace it and they start to defend, when they start doing that, you're like, man, they are all they're going into the middle. And then now they're multiplying it. Man, they're sharing it with others and they're inviting others to the middle of the boat. That's what. So that's what I think that you need to do. You need to think about like. Okay, the leaders I have, are they on the edge of the boat or are they in the middle? Are they just at knowing or are they now at the point of defending and they're they're standing with me? How do I get them there in the process of all of it? And the one last thing I would say is you had said, hey, when you come out of a rough season, how do you start dreaming again? We talked a little bit about that, but then how do you start rebuilding a team? Obviously, you need a team. Obviously, you need great leaders. Obviously, you want to get them into the middle of the boat. The one thing I would encourage you is to be careful um, not to let the shadow of someone else's disrespect or distrust come down onto the onto the life of the current leaders that you have. In other words, what we do is because we were hurt by, we all know this, we are hurt by someone else, then we're going to judge this person in the light of that person over there. Sure. You're going to have to learn to trust again. Uh, you're going to have to learn to... Um, trust leaders again and not judge them in the light of what someone else did. Um, right. So be careful bringing them in. Be careful bringing them in. Don't just invite anybody. I think it should be an right. honor to be on a leadership team. Okay, not talking about volunteers or what, but a leadership team. Get them into the middle of the boat, going from no to embrace to defend to multiply, and then um, make sure that that you're not judging them in the light of someone else. Yeah, uh, such an important thing. That's just not fair if you do that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Does that makes so sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the, one of the mistakes I made early on in leadership, of course, this is the first church I ever was the lead pastor of. So, so you know, you come in and you're like, man, you're you're here all the time. You're faithful. That you know what? You should lead a ministry. You know, <laughs> it's like, and, 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 and <laughs> man, I made that mistake so many times. And um, yeah. And then it's, you know, the, the moment that they get upset with you or whatever, not only do they leave, but the ministry that they started or created or were leading dwindles. And then who's the problem? Pastor Clyde's yep. the problem, you know? And, yep. uh, and you know, yep. I think, um, shameless plug for your book, but saving saving your church from itself, um, you know, was, was really good, those six styles you know of people and and different things I mean have really helped us you know we went through that as a team um and and really felt like those were to make us more aware of those leaders that that are out there you know um yeah and uh and and just understanding so I think that uh is really a reminder of of how we need to shift on how we do which I think we've done that um, yeah. But but it's like there's a part of me because you know me. I mean you know I am a people person. So so it's like mm. people come in. It's like heck yes you can be in the inner circle. You know <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, come on in. Yeah exactly. Come on and hurt me, man. It's, you know you're good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but you know and, and so again I think going back to what you said of not allowing you know. Um, I don't know somebody said the illustration of paint on top of a ladder when it spills mm. you know to not allow the splatter to get on to, to other people as well you know and so mm. Um, mm. I think good. that that's that's a, a good analogy because because sometimes we do as I think as leaders you know we we're like wait hold on a second I recognize that personality you know and it's like I'm not gonna allow myself to to go down that and, and we close ourselves off to potentially high quality leaders and, and servants in the church. You know, so that's really good. I appreciate that, man. Good reminders.
0: Yep. Yeah. Good, good, good,
1: good. Yeah. And, and so, well, what else you I've got? Partnered with that, you know, the leadership
0: yeah.
1: um is 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 creating, I think I've said on a few of your roundtables uh, that, that have talked about like leadership pipeline type stuff. So so mm. we're in this we're in this new um kind of discipleship program that we started uh, in late December called Kingdom Builders. Uh, You and I talked about that, Um, Mm -hmm. and that is going Mm -hmm. extremely well. We had um, our first gathering in December, then we had what we call reunions now. So we had a Kingdom Builders reunion last Mm -hmm. night, and that's where everybody was supposed to bring somebody, Okay, Um, which everybody that Mm -hmm. was at Kingdom Builders came last night. The one thing they were forgetting, the somebody. (laughs) <laughs> and so, 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 so the multiplication right. thing, you know, so again, I think we've been yep. such a church that has been focused on addition rather than multiplication. And so even right. being able to, to get them to, like, we've got to be multipliers to create a pipeline so that the same right. 30, 40 people, 50 people aren't leading the same stuff all the time. So, you know, maybe something on, yeah. on how you can help maybe give me some insight into developing a leadership pipeline.
0: Yeah. Well, um, the, the, the the two things that I would just quickly say on that is, and one of them I think we've talked about before, but it's worth revisiting. I think you have to create, you know, you got a Yankee hat on. You and I are major Yankee fans. That's They've got single A, double A. They've got multiple single A teams. Yeah. Because they're creating a pool of people that they're going to go from single A to double A to triple A. They're they're trying to raise up talent. They're but but they're creating a very large pool. Right. And I think one of the things that we don't do in church, and we need to do a better job in this, is we've got to create a larger pool to pull from. Yeah. Uh, we've got to we got to start doing that, and so. The way that I've done it, I've told you this several times, I've said it on this podcast and I don't have anything new to say about it is in the sense of I don't have any new insights is I am a huge fan of leadership circles. Um, Grab a book, grab five people, go through the book together. Uh, The thing that I've always talked about with leadership circles, because if you think about it, if you and four other people in your church grab five people each, we're going to go through a book together. Maybe maybe two chapters a month. We'll come together once a month or whatever. At the end of that book, maybe one or two of those people can spin off another group, uh, and then the other ones remain in that group, you know? And then all of a sudden you fast forward and talking about single A, you got about 60 people having leadership conversations every month in your church. That's a big deal. Yeah. And I think that's a huge pool. But I think what we do is we. It's funny, we all know leadership's important. We all strive and know it and realize it. But then you ask someone, what are you actually doing to do it? And there's no plan. So my whole thing is, okay, let's talk first about, let's let's get, you know, in a church of 400, let's get 60, 70, 80 people having leadership conversations every month because they're involved in these leadership circles that I've talked about. The other thing is, is I believe that every one of your team members, it needs to become part of your culture. Clyde, not just, um, you know, a program, but more part of your culture where everybody that is a ma- major department leader, youth, children, worship, small group, next steps, whatever, everybody, including you, everybody needs to be apprenticing one to two people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 the key behind apprenticing is I want to train you to do what I do better than I do it. Right. And then I want to train you to do what I do better than I do it. So, think about one or two worship leaders being coming up under the worship leader, coming up to the youth, and fully being an apprentice. Like as in a year from now, you have not one good worship leader and then the uh, not so good person, but you got yeah. I got three. So if I want to launch another campus or launch campus or launch another Saturday night service or whatever, no problem, man. I've got team members to move wherever I want. Right. So I, I think that being, I think it would be amazing for you to say as the lead pastor, Hey, part of being on this team means this it's, and it's not bottom bottom shelf priority. You duplicating yourself is top priority. Yeah and then once you duplicate yourself twice over you find two more people then you do it again then you do it again if we if we are as 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 leaders your main leaders your main department heads two things like if i'm i'm pretending I'm going to take two things guys i know we have a lot going on but there's two things number one we'll always have a leadership circle because we should always be having leadership conversations number two we should always be apprenticing one or two people at any time uh, remember you've heard me say a leader strength is found more in their absence than in their presence. And when you apprentice people, and if you get pneumonia, that's, you know, you're out for three months. Well, I've got three worship leaders behind me. Yeah. That to me is a pool. That is sort of, here's your, here's your single lay, you know, your, your, your 60 people in leadership circles, 80 people in leadership circles, which literally could happen a year from now for you. Yeah. And then above that, it's like, yeah. And right now we got 18 people being apprenticed. Right. Um, you're talking, about, you're talking about having a pipeline that's strong. You're talking about every time you have an opportunity to launch another campus or whatever, it's like not a problem. We've got yeah. an entire staff that can go over there. Yeah. But the key of all of it is this, and I tell people, don't do it unless you're going to be consistent, because all you'll be telling people on your team that um, when you're inconsistent is you'll be telling them that leadership really doesn't matter. Wow. Wow. And above anything else, we you've been in this long enough to know yeah. it's all about great leaders. Yeah. If you had 10 phenomenal leaders, that, or eight, on a, a worship leader, next steps, a children's, a campus pastor, maybe three or four others, and you're like, I'm, and now they're not your staff, but like right below, and they're just quality, like boom, another campus. Then you start yeah. apprenticing. Boom, another campus. You know as well as I know, the old John Maxwell, 30 years he's been saying it, everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. And so I think making it a top-shelf priority. Hey, to be on this team means you do two things. You have a leadership circles and keep multiplying those out, and you're always apprenticing. You do that, Clyde, and you'll never lack for leaders. And you'll find your culture getting duplicated. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, it does. Yeah. If I could just take everything you said and implement it, no, we're gonna be golden. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing, you man. These, like, they are so they're so good, and it, sometimes it feels like you're drinking water from a fire hydrant, you know. And and it really does charge me. I'm like, man, I I can do that. Like I know I can do that. Um, you can. But 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 you know, and, and we are, and and I think with the coaching has certainly helped uh, because it keeps it at the yeah. forefront, you know. Uh, there's some right. accountability that comes with it, you know, and all that. And, and before, I think, I think when we blew up, you know, uh, when we went from, you know, 60 people to 450 people, when we blew up, it was like, yep. people are just flooding in. I don't, I don't even really have to, I just keep showing up on Sundays and it's going to be fine, you know? Um, yeah. but in that we just didn't, we didn't build leaders. Yeah. you know, and yep. we didn't build sustainable leaders. And so, yep. So that, that is, you know, one of the, you know, our key word, um, we try to come up with a, with a, with a, a you know, last year was love God, love people this year is be intentional. And, uh, and we are, we are mm, really trying to mm, be intentional with, good. with discipleship and, and, you know, I like the leadership circles term. I like that you said that. So, um, so, yep, so man, yep. thank you for,
0: I, yeah. Us. I love that. Be intentional. And I'd encourage you to do that, man. I think we all need to do that. Be intentional. You know, it's like we leave (laughs) the greatest thing we need. And well, I shouldn't say the greatest. I mean, I guess argue that, but it's arguably in the top three greatest things we need to keep moving forward is great leaders, which is biblical. You know, Ephesians four, we equip the saints. That's our job. It's one of the greatest things we need, but we leave it to chance. No, just find someone to fill in that spot. What do you just? Yeah. What do you mean just find someone? Did you apprentice them? You know, yeah. like if I was a phenomenal plumber and you wanted to be a plumber, you come walk alongside me for six months. If you go through medical school, I'm a doctor and you're a resident, you're going to learn from me for a couple of years. Like, yeah. it's what everybody does, but we don't do it in the church. Yeah. Like, okay, you're a worship leader? I'm going to apprentice three or four worship leaders. I'm going to apprentice three or four kids ministry. And I'm going to have a bullpen called the leadership circle. If yeah. we would just be consistent with that, you, you, you're not going to lack. Yeah. And uh, But when we're inconsistent with it, we're scrambling. And when desperation yeah. rises, standards fall. So we scramble, yeah. we throw a person here, a person there, and oh, that, that guy can... Well, we're putting ones and twos in spots that need seven and eights right. because we're desperate. When yeah. desperation right. rises, standards always fall. And uh, Gee, so we yeah. just need to be careful with that. And if you can be yeah. consistent and intentional about that, I, I think it'll be a game changer for your future. Yeah. I know it will That's, be. Yeah. So we should we should write a book, man, together dude. It is. We we should write
1: a book together called the bullpen. <laughs> the bullpen. Baseball, <laughs> right. nothing but baseball analogies and leadership. That would be but epic. It, but,
0: but everything is baseball, like preferably Yankees. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> if we could get the Yankees to read it and win us a World Series, that'd be great too. <laughs> you never know what'll happen, man. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dude, uh, I got to jump uh, off the call, and uh, but you. Uh, man, you know we need to close our time up. But always great talking with you, Clyde. Always yeah. great connecting with you. So proud of what God's doing in your life, and and keep up the good work. Man, you're a huge yeah. part of that. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris. We'll talk soon. Yeah. All right, love you, bud. Talk later, to you later. later. Bye.